0: We're coming to you live from the Rock and Morgan Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family. Rocky can. Been an amazing Monday so far. Got to the bottom of that old Tua Herbert debate. I think we solved that one. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Turns out Perloff and I on total polar opposite sides on whether Miami and the Chargers are serious playoff contenders in the AFC. I say yes. Perloff says no. Uh, we also found that we're, I guess, I think we're kind of on the same side of this, which is... Questions about Tom Brady's future. And if yesterday was an audition Mm. for the San Francisco 49ers, (sighs) he bombed it because they were terrible yesterday. He wasn't good. This whole season has felt like a slog. They might still make the playoffs, but tell me if you agree with this. All season long, or at least up until the last couple weeks, I've thought, oh, just get to the playoffs, and then Tom Brady will work his magic. Yeah. Just get there, and then they become this dangerous playoff team. I no longer think that. If they are going to win the division, they'll be the fourth seed, and I think whoever the fifth seed is is taking out the Tampa Bay Bucks. They cannot be anyone right now.
1: No, they they probably can't. I give them a little puncher's chance, at least in that first game. I was always hoping they'd all get healthier. Julio Jones would get even better, and maybe Mike Evans will get out of his stupor. I don't know what's going on with that, dude. I mean, there's obviously, you see those elements from the old team, and you think... That maybe it could all work. You know, on the other side, what will happen if Brock Purdy keeps on playing well with San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan is going to be viewed as the new Sean McVay. He was the old Sean McVay. Now he's the new Sean McVay. The
0: quarterback kingmaker?
1: Because, no, I, yes, exactly. I think it'll make Kyle Shanahan look so good if Brock Purdy plays well that his ego will be through the roof. And there's no way he's bringing in Tom Brady, who has all that proven success, if he could do that with Brock Purdy, because he's going to say, like, I can make anyone win, and this, I think he's going to get all the accolades this year, and he's going to love that, and he's going to stick with this Purdy-Lance combination. There's no way he's bringing in Brady.
0: Man, what are you, me? Like, are you taking on the Machiavellian (laughs) part of this thing? Like, you're painting not a sinister view of Kyle Shanahan, but super about him and ego. I think Kyle Shanahan is so desperate to win a Super Bowl. If it doesn't happen this year, I think he would be more likely to sign Brady, right?
1: Why is he desperate to win? How long has he been head coach?
0: Well, first of all, you got to get the 48 to three off you. I mean, I know he was uh, a yeah. 28 to three. Pardon me. I know that he was the offensive coordinator, but you got to get that off you. And then you've been to the super bowl. Another time had a lead in the fourth quarter and Mahomes pulled it out from under you.
1: I don't think Kyle Shannon. Yeah. I totally know what you're saying. Of course. And in three, especially, but you know, he's. 42 years old. I, I don't think that this is like a desperate time to bring in Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure how he would react. I think they have a better shot if they lose. If they win the Super Bowl, I don't know why they would bring Brady in.
1: Well, if they win the Super Bowl, who cares? The whole conversation's off. Yeah, I don't think they'd bring in Brady. I mean, what if they make it to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? I think you got through the NFC with that guy. You're going to want to... Keep him in the mix. Then it's a real Trey Lance-Brock Purdy conversation.
0: You know, and we had a caller, Paul, in California, who is a a fun listener that we have, and he said he's in the suburbs outside of San Francisco. It's all Brock Purdy jerseys. I don't know where everyone had time to get a Brock Purdy jersey. I guess Fanatics (laughs) is really doing their thing. But now, like, the way that, whatever way the wind is blowing, and I kind of get it, right? When you don't have, like, your quote-unquote franchise guy, no disrespect to Jimmy Garoppolo, but now he's out out (laughs) for the year. Like,
1: I thought you were going to say Trey Lance. No disrespect to Trey Lance. Trey
0: Lance is a figment of our imaginations, as <laughs> yeah. far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, Jimmy
1: Garoppolo is not your franchise guy. Trey Lance is your franchise guy.
0: Where's the evidence? I know he, I saw him at the right. draft, and I feel like I haven't seen him since.
1: Franchise guy in the sense that he's supposed to be your franchise guy. You gave him, No, I'm not saying he's playing like a franchise guy. And you can't possibly think Jimmy G is your franchise guy, because you didn't even want him there. And then he balls out. It's such a bizarre situation. I don't think they can get even more bizarre by bringing in Brady. That would be... Real high comedy, though. I'd like it.
0: Yeah, and drama. Let's go to the phones. (laughs) 855-212-4CBS. Patricia is in Windsor, California. Wants to talk about Brady. What's up, Patricia?
2: Hi. Uh, Well, here's the thing. Uh,
0: Michael Silver had a great piece uh,
2: in the San Francisco Chronicle this morning, and he told me something I didn't know. For example, the night before each game, Brady runs a separate meeting with the Bucks' skill players during which... He goes over the game plan, makes tweaks to assignments and formations, and provides a revised blueprint. Okay, then the, uh, the head coach and the offensive coordinator and so forth, they discover it in real time once the game actually begins. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Yeah, so you think that Kyle Shanahan might not be cool with that. Oh, my God!
2: Not, <laughs> uh, there is no way Shanahan is ever going to go for Brady and give up this. Do you, did, you, did you notice that Shanahan, in his thing last yesterday, even said, um, the one thing he
0: stopped Bertie um, I'm sorry, pretty on, was that he changed a play. Right, <laughs> then we oh, saw them having an point. intense conversation after the game, right? Yeah, uh, at Purdy's locker. Um, you know, Patricia, thank you so much. And uh, you know, Perloff's good friends with Mike Silver too. He does some good reporting. <sighs> so here's the thing though about Brady: has he always done that, or is this like an emergency, all hands on deck? We know the coaching staff is like not helping us out here, so we got to take matters into our own hands.
1: I got to tell you, I feel so guilty. And I'm going to confess this right now. I saw that story this morning. And I got I read the first paragraph, I got stuck behind a paywall, and I'm like, oh shoot, should I buy I really <laughs> want to read what Mike is writing about Tom Brady right now. And what is it, a
0: dollar ninety nine for the year? Oh. I mean, you can get every I know like that's the thing with newspapers and all these yeah. subscriptions these days. It's a dollar ninety nine yeah, and then a yeah. year goes by, you've totally forgotten about it because you wanted to read that one article or two. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get charged for 70 bucks one day. And it's I'm, just like I'm, what I'm
1: paying ninety dollars a year for the Houston Chronicle right now. So <laughs> and I I, I should have gotten it because Silver's article looks fascinating. Yeah. There's definitely something going on there. That's what I'm saying. Kyle Shannon is a very controlling coach. So having, bringing in Brady and all that is going to be very problematic.
0: Well, maybe Brady wouldn't feel the need to do things like that yeah, if it's true. you have a little bit better, you know, everything going on. Nathan is in L.A., wants to talk about some teams that are showing some confidence right now. What's up, Nathan?
2: Yes, uh, and thanks for taking my call once you again. Got it. I wanted to bring up the thought that yesterday was only the latest example that both the Chiefs and the Cowboys are prone to bouts of overconfidence, bordering on cockiness, and it leads to periods of sloppy play from them. Uh, interesting. And I'm wondering which one might be more prone to get getting burned by this in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. The Saying Chiefs if end Dallas up,
2: find themselves yeah. playing a Lions team that's hard charging or the Chiefs were to overestimate a Dolphins team or underestimate a Dolphins team or Jets team that they would play. I think both of them are a little bit in danger of this happening.
0: You know, Nathan, it's an interesting point, and thank you for making it. I think you would probably have to give the Chiefs the benefit of the doubt, right? I mean, I understand what happened with the big lead last year in the AFC Championship game against the Bengals, but you got to give credit to the Bengals' defense. They really brought it in the second half of that game. I think the Chiefs have shown us that they can finish the job, so I think you give them the benefit of the doubt and say the Cowboys would be more susceptible to elapse in concentration or yeah,
1: I mean, overlooking I an opponent? I don't know what goes. I, I, you didn't buy my theory earlier. About what? Well, the Cowboys' big 12-5 and five record last year was because of the, their schedule. And I think the same thing's happening this year. I don't think that the Cowboys and the Eagles, I know you're going to say, you think I'm being a naysayer and the Eagles. I yeah. don't think they're, re- they're those good of teams. I think they feasted on the AFC South. I think it makes a big difference. I think they're a lot close. Those two teams are right in the mix. They're gonna very, very close games. If it I mean, brought the Eagles party...
0: clinched a playoff spot yesterday, I, <laughs> I get what you're saying about the schedule being easy, but like they,
1: I they mean, really at least the know.
0: Giants and the Cowboys—that was a relatively close game on Thanksgiving night until the Cowboys pulled away That's late, true. and the Eagles just went in and throttled the Giants. If you want to talk about common opponents, I don't know.
1: <laughs> the Giants were kind of looking ahead to Washington. I don't, I don't know what happened. You're right, but you look at their schedule; like you cannot find impressive wins on either schedule because they really. Just something happened this year. They're, the way they matched up against the NFC North, and I think it was the NFC North, but they definitely faced the AFC South, who's terrible. Yeah. So, well, until the Jags emerge out of nowhere. We'll see. I think the Cowboys-Jags is going to be a great test. To be real, like that's a real game now. That'll tell you where the, the Cowboys go down there and trounce them, then the Cowboys are for real. But if not, I don't know if that's going to happen.
0: Is there another team that you have no idea who's showing up week to week more than the Jacksonville Jaguars?
1: Yeah, <laughs> well no it feels I, at home that they're pretty dangerous but
0: maybe at home but like they're you could tell me that the jags are going to win this game by a touchdown mm. or that they're going to lose by three touchdowns and i'd be like yeah sure they're i have no idea
1: totally what I, to do with the jags so i trevor lawrence i was sure like that on sunday he, he looked, looked good amazing.
0: especially after last week when he got knocked out of the game and came back
1: here's another question are the tennessee titans bad like really bad
0: They've lost three in a row
1: yeah, I fired mean, their
0: general manager? Do things feel like yes. they're a little bit out of sorts down and, there in I Tennessee?
1: Mean, <laughs> they'll still be in the playoffs, but hey, what's going on there?
0: It's another team. But I, I think that the way that the Titans let everybody down last year, it was going to take a lot to build yeah, yeah. any confidence back up because that was a very, very flimsy number one overall seed. Uh, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You're welcome to weigh in on our question about is Tom Brady a fit in San Francisco next year or watching Tom Brady play? Eh, Would San Francisco maybe be better off um, maybe going with one of the younger guys? Okay, so quickly, we do want to mention something that happened this weekend that uh, was very unfortunate for the world of soccer, for the world of journalism, and for Perloff and I personally, which was the tragic and devastating news that our friend and former colleague at Sports Illustrated, Grant Walls, passed away. Yeah, This was one of the most shocking things that I, quite frankly, I think I'm still processing this. I I think we will be for a long time. I can't believe that he's gone. The news came out Friday night that Grant was in the press box in Qatar, Qatar, covering the World Cup, his eighth World Cup, and he collapsed, basically, and and that's kind of all we know. Um, he had said he felt exhausted and maybe had a bout of bronchitis earlier in the tournament, but then got some medicine and said he was feeling better, and there's just a lot of questions about this, but I guess that's more for another day, Perloff, because we lost a friend and someone who was just one of the kindest, sweetest, most generous people who we knew.
1: Yeah, he was unbelievable. And if you don't know about Grant Wall and his work, he was the preeminent soccer writer. People are writing that, but it was more than that. And there've been a lot of wonderful tributes. He was a champion for soccer. Uh, He loved soccer and he wanted you to love soccer and it came through in his writing it came through in his career choices he could have been the hot shot writer in any sport he wanted to at sports illustrated but he took a big risk and just focused on soccer when before soccer was as big and i mean it's incredible if you think i don't know if you're probably like this if you ever needed two things if you ever needed a guess on soccer or if yep. you ever had an off air question about, hey, what's really going on in the soccer world? Who was your first call?
0: Absolutely, Grant. And, and, and he'd
1: always give you a generous answer as well.
0: Always had time. And it was interesting because he would champion the sport and he did want like, ev- he wanted American audiences to love soccer, but he was also very honest about the sport. He would do a lot of fearless reporting oh, about yep, the yep. hypocrisy that's gone on and the corruption that has gone on in FIFA all of the human rights violations that are happening in Qatar, all the migrant workers who had been killed building these stadiums. And he was doing effort. He was efforting so much reporting on that as well. So he was a champion of the sport, but also wasn't blind to the ills of the sport. And what do you say, right? There's nothing to say. He was 49. He had just had his birthday and again i think we're just shocked by this it's just it's not setting in
1: no no it's incredibly tragic and yeah i i'd known him i started in sports illustrated in 2004 um and then we were never on the same beat exactly but all the nfl editors that i worked with also worked with grant because they became the soccer editors and and do you know anyone who didn't like working with him he was great he had a reputation like oh you want to edit grant wall Because one, he was incredibly clean writer. Yeah. And secondly, he was really fun and easy to interact with. So, and I think to work with, and I must have, I also other soccer writers loved Grant. There, you know how it's a competitive field, right? Maggie, most people are jealous or mean towards other people. I never, ever heard that towards Grant.
0: No, and if you are not maybe so much of a soccer fan, um, Grant also wrote the piece that basically introduced the world to LeBron James. When LeBron was a junior in high school at St. Vincent, St. Mary, there's a very famous SI cover that says The Chosen One, and it's LeBron, his face, he looks so young. And Grant wrote that story, went to Akron, and reported the hell out of that story, and the beginning opens with LeBron at 17 Mm. meeting a 38-year-old Michael Jordan. And it's like incredible. And I love talking with Grant about that story because he would talk about Worldwide West was like mm. a character and the background and just how surreal his life was at 17. And Grant really captured that. And then nobody knew at the time what LeBron was going to go on to be, but.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah, he's, he's going to be sorely missed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Maggie and Perloff, we're back after this.
1: This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, holiday triple headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on WestwoodOneSports.com, via Westwood One station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. All right, Maggie, I have been I've been working on this take and sort of workshopping <laughs> it around the office, uh, yeah. trying it on different people, seeing if anybody <laughs> will buy it. And no, no one so far.
0: This is something you believe strongly.
1: <laughs> I No, 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 no. This is not something I believe strongly. This this is actually, this is numbers-based. These are facts. I'm going to spit at you oh, right okay. now. okay, I'm
0: sorry. What are the analytics Okay, like?
1: forget, let's not talk about that vicious concussion that Russell Wilson suffered yesterday against the Chiefs. And I really hope he's okay because that looked bad. That
0: looked awful.
1: The last... Four games, Russell Wilson has been playing good football. That's the take.
0: That's the take. That's the take. Russell Wilson's played good football for okay. the last month.
1: So, started against Stu's Raiders. He had a 99.8 rating and a loss to the Raiders. Now, every game's a loss, by the way. I just want to state that. <laughs> wins <is> not, <laughs> wins and losses is not a quarterback set. they
0: won three games all year. The next I think we game,
1: got he struggled against the Carolina Panthers. But it turns out the Carolina Panthers' D... Straight fire, Maggie. Yeah, so bad. that's not bad. So he was 19 for 35, one touchdown, no picks. Then he had a 102.3 rating last week against the Ravens. He played well against the Ravens, they just couldn't run the ball and they thought they had the game won. So stupid Hackett kept on going for field goals under every situation. And they thought that the game was won. They lost to Baltimore in a last second drive by Tyler Huntley, whatever. Then yesterday,
0: he, <laughs> yeah, yesterday, <laughs> that guy loves yeah, field thank, goals.
1: You. thank you, Nathaniel Hackett. Yesterday. They are down 27 nothing. Russell throws a terrible pick. What's he do? He comes out, and he just catches fire. Like the old Russell Wilson ends up with three touchdowns, one pick, another 100 rating. So he's at 100 rating in three out of his last four games. Okay, no, he's not lighting the world on fire, but Russell Wilson is actually not the biggest problem on the Broncos, and there is signs of hope that at some point in the future, not this year, That maybe he could be a good quarterback again in the NFL because it's not him. I mean, he's accurate, and every incompletion he has hits somebody in the hands, his team or the others. There is, I mean, this is a I mean, bad the
0: pick six looked pretty. Okay.
1: Yeah. That was a mistake, that, but you know, what he was trying to do a mistake to, that
0: made it 27, nothing.
1: He was trying to throw a little screen and he underthrew it. Okay. That's fine.
0: Well, and then the two touchdowns that they did score to make it 27, 14 at the end of the half and actually make it a game mm. was because the defense came up with back-to-back interceptions on Patrick Mahomes. Right. I think the defense deserves a lot of credit here.
1: No, the defense is amazing. Yeah.
0: The defense is but, great. Yeah. I don't know if it's like, oh, and I don't know about Russell.
1: I'm not saying he's... Okay, I'm not saying he's... Right now, he's as good as Brock Purdy or anything crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
0: But I'm just saying,
1: it's not... It's not like, he's not as bad as a quarterback as Nathaniel Hackett is at coaching. And he's also not... Do you have to understand how bad their run game is? No, it's, I get it. It's so bad. I just looked at... Of their 11 offensive starters from week one, only two are going to be in the lineup next week. That means nine are gone. Oh,
0: that's Oh,
1: actually, no. I don't know. It's sudden... I'm not sure who's playing receiver. But obviously, it's been... It's been a disaster. Most of the offensive line is gone. The receivers have been in and out. His best t- uh, target is that tight end, who still sick, who's not that good at all. Is no,
0: it, his best target yesterday was, was Jerry Judy. Judy. Where but has his, that been all year?
1: Judy's not great.
0: Okay, well, then why do you have eight receptions for 73 yards well, yesterday and three touchdowns? Well, first
1: of all, he's in and out of line. But just, Russ was struggling. I'm just saying, Russ is showing a level of competence. I mean, he's, he's an accurate quarterback, he's a good quarterback. Not great these days. And he was running yesterday. Unfortunately, he ran one too many plays. Yeah. He had four carries for fifty seven yards. Really wanted to show he's over his hamstring injury from week five. I'm just saying next year, if the less his concussion is as bad as some people think, next year they're gonna have all these players back. They're gonna get a new coach, a good coach, hopefully. They're gonna have <laughs> I mean, just say can that, you
0: convince Sean Payton to go there?
1: I mean, maybe it's you they have Sean all Payton the money the in the world. The Waltons have all the money in the world.
0: Yep. We all shop at Walmart.
1: I think Sean Payton could do worse than Russell Wilson. I think he's at least average right now. That's that. I know that sounds like <laughs> that's not good for a hall <laughs> quarterback. I but. mean,
0: what are we doing here? We're moving the goalposts in here on Russell Wilson, I guess. So um, I'm
1: saying right now, 15 or 16. That's you can win with that. If you Sean Payton, you can work with that. I uh, think,
0: you know, I did not realize just how bad it had gotten, but in terms of Denver and Kansas city and how lopsided this had gotten that the Chiefs have won 14 straight games. I mean, that's like Patriots-Jets stuff. I did not realize it's gone all the way back to Peyton Manning. I mean, that is just an absolute disaster. Um, I don't know about Russell. All those things are true. They definitely need a new coach. They obviously on the offense got super banged up, but... Yeah, I guess he's starting to play a little bit better, but I I just don't see that like same kind of magic. They were averaging fourteen points a game somehow. Yesterday, somehow they decide to go off, probably because I bet the under in the game like a loser. But, wow, like,
1: Ch- Chiefs DBs helped them. About.
0: Yeah, I know I was such an idiot. But I mean,
1: once you if you get past the first four yards, there's no one tackling you in Kansas City. You just run all day long. <laughs> that's a, it's, that's always with the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I think we got a little of that from well Wilson, little Latavius Murray, whatever. But I guess. I can't go there yet with Russell. And maybe I'll be the one proven wrong. Like, I don't know if this is the end of his career. Denver fans have to hope that they get some glimmer. But now that he just got this concussion, he's in the protocol, why bring him back at all yeah. the rest of the season? That but makes no sense.
1: When you say go there, go where? What do you mean? Like, where do you think I'm putting him? I, I'm not putting him. In... Go
0: there like he's going to resurrect his career back to Hall of Fame level Russell Wilson. Is that what you're saying?
1: I think he can resurrect himself to borderline pro bowler. Uh, well, AFC Yeah, That's
0: a quarter of a billion dollars for a borderline Pro Bowler. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mac Jones is an actual <laughs> Pro Bowler last year. That go quarter
1: of a billion dollars might be lost. But I think you can win some games here. And I, honestly, there are games where he is he's as good a thrower as... I'm telling you, I've seen him go on streak where he had nine straight completions. Like, there's a little magic there with Russell Wilson. And by this idea that he's not making the Hall of Fame, it's one of the dumbest takes out there. If, if he
0: continues to play this badly well, first for of all, the next five years of this contract.
1: Uh, you know, like this year, this disaster of a year for him, at least he's still got more touchdowns than interceptions. You know, he's...
0: What are you saying? He's got 11 <laughs> touchdowns.
1: Yeah, 11 touchdowns and six It's picks. week
0: 14.
1: But this has been their ultimate nightmare season. The ultimate nightmare season. His whole offensive line goes away. His whole receiving core goes away. He's played terribly. It's his ultimate nightmare season. And his stats are just like, eh. Not not terrible not not the worst. I'm it's tell you, it's it, not like Peyton Manning in his last year.
0: Well, he won a Super Bowl in the last year. I know it wasn't all because of him, but I'm just saying that season ended on the biggest high note it possibly could. So only people like you remember how terrible that season was.
1: Well, he threw nine touchdowns and 17 picks.
0: Oof, that was rough. I mean, he also had four neck surgeries.
1: I know, I know, I, I totally right. But Peyton I just think that is. I just think that if you look at this team and, and you, you can't say the number one problem is Russ Wilson. So that's something. That, that's a positive. I don't want me to make the bar too high. See, I'm just saying that he's having some <laughs> moments these last couple of weeks. He definitely, in the second half of that game, he was starting to feel it. There's no doubt about it.
0: I think he was. and But I just wonder, like, who do they want to get to coach this team? Because if well, you think that the quarter of a billion dollars is like a sunken cost, he's going to have a say over who the, who the coach is coaches. Well,
1: you be. said it right there. I mean, Sean Payton would be their number one target I mean at far. least they have
0: a good defense I know Sean Payton yeah. said something about warm weather I mean I don't know Colorado Colorado's yeah. not the, the weather's fine I mean
1: yeah it gets really cold one day and really warm the next yeah the weather it's a lovely place to live if we could say that I mean who's another, but if you're forget but who if Russ that Chargers wants.
0: job opens up
1: that's even better that's a better job but Russ if he's smart will want some sort of Sean McVay offensive genius type I guess hacker was supposed to be that type
0: you know I wonder if it's going <laughs> to be the Eagles offensive coordinator Ugh. <sighs>
1: Shane Seichen. I
0: <laughs> What was that reaction?
1: I think he's... Uh, I don't know. That's, Do
0: you think this is all Nick Sariani magic?
1: No. He's going to win coach
0: it, of the year, probably.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of like bringing in Frank Reich or John Filippo after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. It, it's okay. I don't know if he can save Russ Wilson. Wait, I think what about he,
0: Frank Reich? You thought Frank Reich yeah. would be a good spot for the... This is what we were talking about last week. No,
1: I think... <laughs> I think you really need like Sean McVay level, Kyle Shannon. You need. Where are uh, these
0: guys besides actually Sean Payton? Who else are you getting here?
1: Or at least. At least somebody young who's in this cutting edge, like Mike McDaniel and Kevin O'Connell, somebody who's really, really modern football So either
0: someone from Kyle Shanahan's office or, or, McVay. or someone just, from McVay's. There's gotta be somebody
1: <laughs> left in McVay's office. Isn't there? Actually they just is it No, well, their
0: offensive coordinator. Did you see this over the weekend? He's going back to Kentucky. Yeah. Liam Cohen was uh Will Levis's offensive coordinator yep. when Levis had the big season. Now he's going back to Kentucky. That's kind of a bizarre move, right? From the Rams OC back to Kentucky—that
1: is really weird. So find me somebody, Maggie. You gotta. There's gotta be somebody out what there. What do you
0: want me to look in the Rolodex? Oh, you know like, who Do, who do you think you. I have offensive coordinators on speed dial?
1: I betcha they look at Ken Dorsey. Take him. Okay.
0: <sighs> <laughs> you know what? You and I both are not happy with our offensive coordinators. No, <sighs> I like
1: Chase Second. I hate our defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, <laughs> based on last year. Uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I,
0: such disdain. Uh,
1: a, <laughs> he's not the guy for Russ. You need. You really need the best possible. You need champagne. <laughs> uh, you need champagne.
0: Okay, so they're gonna have to give him a hundred million dollars, like Gruden, a Gruden it, contract. It's the Waltons. Listen, it's all of them. They, they they can all afford it. It's whether or not they want to.
1: He, he's richer than almost all the other owners combined. He is so rich. He may not know what he's doing as an NFL owner. (laughs) He still
0: doesn't know who Goodell is.
1: (laughs) He may not know who Roger Goodell is. (laughs) The dude's got bucks for days. He's fine. And he's actually really embraced the team. Like, he's showing up for all these photo ops. He loves it. (laughs) Goodell. Yeah.
0: Mr. Goodell. Maybe that's actually how it's pronounced, and we've all been saying it wrong.
1: Roger uh, Goodell. Imagine that. When you're that rich, you don't have to pronounce things the right way.
0: I was thinking about that. I'm like, when you're that rich, I feel like people don't correct you. They just, like, let it go. Like, he just called me Megan Griswold. Just let it go. <laughs> he doesn't know who I am. Listen, right I'm...
1: now, the Walton Penner group is the number one ownership group in the NFL because they haven't had a chance to screw anything up because that's all owners do. So I they're mean, fine.
0: I guess technically they didn't hire Hackett, but they're still presiding over this dumpster fire.
1: Yeah. I'm not, not even close. When did they officially take over the team? After he got hired. Yeah. After the season started, wasn't it? was mm. was this during the year with the Walton family trust? I don't remember exactly. Anyway, yeah, no, they're in a good position because they get to get rid of Hackett.
0: See, that's one thing I would not like about being super, super rich. All the other things, I'm sure, are great. You know, you don't have to worry about money. Uh, but I would hate that people wouldn't correct me when I'm wrong so that you keep going on saying Roger Goodall, Goodall. and you sound, like a, you sound like a moron, you know?
1: <laughs> no, no, you don't. You have a... $500 million in the bank.
0: You just don't care. No,
1: actually, you have, what, $65 billion. Yeah, for
0: yeah, that. $500 million. Yeah. <laughs> <In those laughs> Please. Circles? That's what they... <laughs> <laughs> so that's, like a, that's what they spend on their summer vacation. Yeah,
1: and his crew, Roger Goodell is two steps above... Uh, you and know. me. <laughs> no, he's two steps above the chef. Like, he's nobody to them. What does he care how you pronounce Roger Goodell's name? Yeah,
0: but don't you think that would... Aside from people asking for money all the time, which I'm sure you probably just get used to at some point, you just kind of expect that everyone's coming to you for a handout. Don't you think that would be a bummer about being super rich? No No one ever tells you you're wrong.
1: 0%.
0: Maybe you don't want to be wrong. Why? Do
1: you like being told you're wrong?
0: (laughs) When I'm wrong, I do because I don't want to keep perpetuating. Wise. You're
1: wrong about the Jets, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> We keep trying to tell you, Maggie. <laughs> Just because they play the Bills tough doesn't mean they're playing the rest of the NFL tough.
0: <laughs> See, this is what I need.
1: Actually, I could be wrong about the Jets, but I, that would be a, that would be a fun example if I could could. If it was that simple as a mispronunciation, be all show you've been driving me nuts no, with this Jets I think song. it'd be funny if
0: you're like, my name's actually Alex, <laughs> I'd be like,
1: oh my god, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> all these cool. years. Once you get down a road with the wrong name on somebody, ooh, that's tough. You're right.
0: Impossible. Can't I come
1: back so you you would rather avoid awkwardness of being wrong than be super super rich when you're on your your mega yacht you don't care what if you've been calling me at, i still care about for 20 in, years in this
0: fantasy i still care about people's feelings yeah. even if i'm super that rich. goes
1: away with the money <laughs> right marco belletti a hundred percent yeah that's what the money's for Maggie. yes
0: yeah, so take away all
1: yeah. Shame
0: or yeah. any sense of, yeah.
1: And we're talking billions. You really don't have to care about people's feelings.
0: Can you hurry up and watch the season finale of White Lotus already? I need someone to talk about it with.
1: Season finale? I haven't started the whole season, but all, I woke up today <laughs> and all I my whole Twitter feed, I'm like, all right, let's read something about the NFL. White Lotus, White Lotus, White Lotus, White Lotus. And I had to put it all on ignore so nothing was spoiled.
0: Marco, anything? No? No,
1: I haven't seen it. Still? Sorry. I haven't seen an episode.
0: Ah, you guys are killing me.
1: I'm up to date on the crown, though but you already know what Yawn. happens there.
0: yeah it was real life <laughs> this yeah. season of the crown i can't get through one episode without falling asleep
1: yeah now it gets uh, a Browns game it gets kind of juicy um and spoiler lady diana has some uh, issues okay. anyway sorry i i don't know how to say that politely
0: <laughs> we got it
1: and yeah i'm assuming you did not watch the harry and Meghan netflix special based on this
0: i have not watched that yet should i
1: all right so i watched a little of the harry and may i just I it was getting so much publicity this. yeah so basically it's a two-hour documentary about their first date and i was kind of curious about that he's <laughs> like how do you set up a date with the prince
0: oh that's was cool. pretty
1: good yeah I it was guess. uh they met on instagram is that right because she had a snapchat filter of her as a puppy dog and he saw it and said oh she's cute and they had a common friend on instagram and that's how they met and it's yeah, it was basically, I was watching it. Wow. That watching is a, a modern, young,
0: modern romance right there.
1: I, I was not getting a scathing indictment of the royal system. Instead, it was more like a young adult romance. <laughs> 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 so basically, I brought my 12 year old daughter down. I said, let's watch this together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and here is I went to go get ice cream. Together. But I
1: will watch White Lotus. So don't say anything.
0: Well, hurry up. 855 cbs 855 Coming up, we have the one thing you must be watching for in tonight's Monday Night Football Affair.
1: Time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Chris in Los Angeles. Did you see that ESPN referenced Reggie Bush as a Heisman winner? Do you think they should give him his trophy back? Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbsportsradio.com slash ask the pros or tweeting it at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag AskThePros. All right, Maggie. Reggie Bush, of course, famously had his Heisman vacated for some shenanigans with an agent.
0: Family accepting improper benefits. Is that
1: what it was? Yeah. yeah I can't even remember because it just sounds so ancient.
0: <laughs> that well, sounds like an old thing that people yeah, used to say. Improper benefits, the, like, oh, you don't have to that. that you don't have to do that anymore. They're all yeah. proper.
1: Remember when the NCAA actually investigated things, Yes. other than those random basketballs stories that come out that mean nothing. So what do you think? Should they give the trophy back to Reggie Bush?
0: Yeah. So Chris Fowler said this during the ceremony that, you know, Caleb Williams would be a record eighth person from USC to win the Heisman, the first since 2005. And I was like, (gasps) you know, Oh my gosh, he's including Reggie Bush here. I think that he absolutely should. I think he should have the Heisman reinstated. I mean, are we really going to go back through and litigate? which Heisman Trophy winner may have received improper benefits. Oh, geez. Do you want to go and <laughs> sift through that illustrious history because Reggie Bush got caught? I I don't know. Well,
1: that I, sounds a little bit like, well, you should just let steroid users in because there's probably 50 steroid users. I also users believe did.
0: that. Okay, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I'm also a steroid people in the good. Hall of Fame person. So good I'm being, point. So I'm being very consistent on this uh, because I, I think it's weird when it's like you try to erase history, Right. Like, we watch Reggie Bush when the Heisman.
1: I know. Va- it's like vacating a trip to the finals. It's so stupid. I've seen yeah. it before. Uh, that one seems to bug people, though. I-, I think because Reggie Bush is a guy I find very entertaining in college. Uh, I think what he did was completely understandable. Definitely given back, especially in the NIL era. That's an excuse to open it up.
0: Also, like, are we really, like, I don't know. I don't know. You just, it, it doesn't seem like getting improper benefits at that time during college football would rise to the level of saying you can never have this trophy. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like we all know he's a Heisman trophy winner, so no one's going to take that away from him, but to actually physically take the trophy just seems kind of, kind of silly to me. Anyway, uh,
1: there's a Wendy's commercial that he's part of where they take such light of it they start off the commercial by saying we're finally going to give something back to Reggie Bush yeah. that he deserved a long time ago it's like
0: a it's like a bacon egg and cheese or something.
1: Like, exactly <laughs> it's like Wendy's
0: does breakfast talk. I did no clue I had no it, clue
1: it just struck me that the the idea of taking that Heisman away is so stupid that a copywriter felt comfortable making fun <laughs> of it openly in a Wendy's commercial and
0: listen I'm sure Reggie's actually benefiting more from the commercial yeah. than whatever he got at USC yeah. he got a house or something I don't know
1: uh, actually he might have got a <laughs> he lot, of got a lot yeah. but that was Los, Los Angeles's pro team at the time and also I'd, he
0: was very good <laughs> he made plenty
1: of money for USC. believe me reggie reggie earned a lot of money for a lot of people he deserved that no i hope he gets it back uh okay game we got tonight. a big game tonight maggie big this is a weird pa- game tonight. big game
0: for the patriots tonight yeah i mean if they want to stay in the playoff hunt then they've this is a gotta have it game
1: yes well yeah they're six and uh the cardinals it's in arizona here's the problem I have no idea what to make of the Arizona Cardinals on a week-to-week basis. None whatsoever. (laughs) Well, that
0: would be a problem if you're trying to pick this game. But I'm right there with you. I have no clue.
1: (laughs) I I like the Patriots in this one.
0: I stopped betting the Cardinals a long, long time ago. Uh, Uh, But for our purposes tonight.
1: Yeah, I like it because I did notice something. Teams that are really, really playing for their lives kind of sell out a little more. And the Patriots definitely fall into that category tonight. So I, I think Bill Belichick has been brainstorming up a storm to slow down Kyler Murray I really like the Pats minus 2.5.
0: Okay, cover. so I think I'm actually going to go the other way. I don't okay. trust the Cardinals, but I don't know if I trust the Pats right now either. <laughs> yeah. And I could just see Kyler Murray scrambling around for like a last-second touchdown. And I I'm, I think I'm going to take the points on this one. Um, Patriots, they, both teams have lost two straight. Um, I mean, Patriots have are at Las Vegas next week, then Cincinnati, then Miami. And then they finish the season at Buffalo. This is going to be a, a pretty tough hill for them if they're going to make the playoffs. But it is Belichick. The forty-four. What do you think about the total in this game?
1: Yeah, I see it being definitely low-scoring. Now, this, here's the problem. I thought a lot of unders were going to hit this week.
0: Yeah, it was. It's the week wrong. of overs. It was dead so dead yeah, wrong. what the? I mean, I what lost is going one bet de- in the first quarter. Denver <laughs> like, oh scoring twenty-seven God. points.
1: <laughs> what is going on here? The uh, yeah, the over/unders have been a mess. I'd probably, I'd lean towards staying away, but if, I mean, come on, that game, how, I'd go under 44, but I might stay away from that, given the way this week, all these offenses suddenly woke up.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go with the over on this yeah. one. I'm probably cause I got burned from yesterday. I'm a got little it. emotional about it. Emotional bet. The only prop that I really like here is a Kyler Murray, anytime touchdown at plus
1: 225. Uh, so wait, that's running. Mm-hmm. How about, you know, it's funny because I like Kyler over 35 and a half yards. I like that too. Yeah. Rushing? Okay. Rushing.
0: Yeah, Book it.
1: Passing, yes, I feel very comfortable about that too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, something else is getting go over 40 yards passing or whatever. Uh, so that's tonight's game. So this should be an interesting one. I don't see it's gonna be a blowout either way. So I think we're gonna get something really tight.
1: I, it's funny though, if I could list a game I wanted to see, Patriots Cardinals is so Pretty low. low on the list. Why is that? Even when the Patriots were good, they were slightly boring. And there's something about the Cardinals that does not capture the imagination either.
0: <laughs> well, probably because this season has been an outright dumpster fire yes, for them. Maybe that's yes. the reason. We're all just waiting for Cliff Kingsbury to get fired. Although you beat Belichick, maybe you have a better shot keeping your job. Does he have a prayer? Who is that? Cl- Cliff Kingsbury?
1: I probably not. I don't I don't think so. But, you know, the thing about the Patriots is, is their, their kind of win is like a 10-3 win over the Jets on a punt return. Yeah. Like, they're, they're going to win with basically tricking a team into something well, they're maybe, not going to beat them talent from play one to the end of the game
0: maybe the offensive coordinator matt patricia will finally <laughs> <you> listen <laughs> to mac jones and throw the ball down the field
1: oh my gosh Do you realize the <laughs> sentence you just said if i told I you in august i know <laughs> if i told you last year that that you're going to need matt patricia to throw downfield against the cardinals to win it, you would have looked at me like i was crazy
0: <laughs> let's get to our cowboys quickie for today Okay, so two for you. Uh, Sources out of Dallas are saying that Terrence Steele has a season-ending injury, Perloff. So this is a a bummer. You never want to lose somebody who's been a stalwart on your offensive line in the way that he's been playing right tackle. However, the fact that you are getting Tyron Smith back, maybe Tyler Smith kicks outside, maybe Jason Peters can play a little right tackle, there are some moving parts here so that this will not totally sink the Dallas Cowboys. Secondly... We know they were looking at wide receiver. We know there was the flirtation and love affair with Odell Beckham Jr. But the Cowboys go a different direction today and sign T.Y. Hilton, the former Colt, onto their team.
1: So, T.Y. Hilton, is he still fast? That's my question. Obviously, you're not going to be able to answer this.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Hmm? I haven't clocked his 40
1: recently. <laughs> but I'm not sure. I'm a little worried about Dak Prescott. Now, I'm a big Dak Prescott fan.
0: Yeah, you are. This which is odd for an Eagles fan, but you this, are.
1: This worries me a little bit about Terrence Steele feels like Dak's already kind of shaky. Now, a lot of his picks, a lot, are either off the wide receiver's hands or if he's a wide receiver ran the wrong route. So I don't know if that has anything to do with T.Y. Elton. And I'm telling you, C.D. Lamb, is, is he's a great player. He's like Mike Evans, so talented, so good. But once in a while, just run the wrong route and throw Dak right into an interception. So I don't know if the offensive line injury worries me there. The whole game on Sunday, frankly, worried me a little bit. But I'm not in a panic mode at all. Do you see this T.Y. Hilton as a reaction to yesterday's game? No, I
0: mean, I think I just think we all thought it was going to be Odell, Odell. It turns out they wanted, not Odell, they wanted somebody.
1: They want another body. Like,
0: I didn't realize they were that desperate to add another receiver.
1: Or did they bring him in so people would stop talking about Odell? Because Jerry said yesterday that Odell's not off the table.
0: I mean, this is the (laughs) story that won't die. That's your cowboy quickie
1: and all they need to do to win games is hand the ball to Tony Pollard and just hope and Michael Parsons Elliott. kills the quarterback every, every time Zeke Elliott touches the ball that means Tony Pollard is not running it down my throat so. <laughs>
0: well, I know but Zeke was good on the final drive
1: scored was, the go ahead touch him he's, yeah he's good from the three yard line mm-hmm. I tell you Tony Pollard is a home run hitter he's terrifying he's, I saw a tweet the other day from an NFL writer saying he's a top five running back in the NFL right now and I don't completely disagree he's so explosive I mean, there's, um, there aren't a lot of good running backs if you were going to go down the list in your head.
0: Yeah, I'm just like trying to do that back of the envelope. Um, yeah, and also I like Tony Pollard's ability to catch the ball. I mean, you basically yes. have to do that now as a, as a running back. To just be a straight running back, it's just that that is over. Yeah. You have to be able to catch balls, which, by the way, Ramondre Stevenson might have a big game today, speaking of that.
1: Yeah, uh, any plays this weekend that you like? Uh, two that I like real quick. Patrick Mahomes with that little shovel pass for the touchdown.
0: How does he do this? I have no
1: idea. <laughs> and you mentioned earlier in the show, Penny Sewell's seven-yard catch. They yeah. put the left tackle, the Lions put the left tackle in motion. There was just something so satisfying about seeing a large, large man catch a ball then die for the first yeah, down. I know, and
0: it's funny because usually it's in the it's like the you know the touchdown like you know fat so guy touchdown or whatever. Yeah, those are. Great. I kind of love that it was for a crucial first down. It's like, I know you guys are not messing around here. What
1: about the Bills with uh, tight end audible? Uh, no, it yeah. was yelling at the line and got the Jets to go offside.
0: Yeah, Dawson Knox goes under center and Josh Allen fakes like he doesn't know what's going on. They got C.J. Mosley to bite and end up scoring the first touchdown of the game off of that drive.
1: What is the deal with Dawson Knox and Josh Allen doing midair somersaults? This cannot quite, be yeah. what you want to see. <laughs> Matt. They no. flew up in the air.
0: Dawson Knox is lucky; he didn't break his neck. I mean, that was actually quite <laughs> scary. Um, the three sixty <laughs> is a little just more flashy from Josh Allen, but
1: uh, he, Dawson Knox did land in the end zone.
0: Yeah, he did. It was a touchdown.
1: It was an incredible play.
0: Yeah. How about also just like a number that is so awesome, but ultimately means nothing. Justin Jefferson with yeah. 223 receiving and yards in a more. loss.
1: Could have been more. Like, I don't get it.
0: If that doesn't sum up the Vikings, like, what <laughs> does?
1: Kirk Cousins' offenses will just churn up yards.
0: Man, uh, Thank you, Sue Kovacs, pulling some double duty today. Thank you to Marlo Donahue, Allison Cohen, everyone on the radio and TV side. This was fun. Let's do it again tomorrow. Perla, see you then.